Recently, I went to the grocery store to pick up some items. And then after getting all the groceries I needed, I went and lined up, as we often have had to do here in Toronto in grocery stores, depending on what time you go there, of course. Just as I got into the line, and I think maybe I was the fourth or the fifth person back, just as I got into the line and on my spot, I heard a voice up front shouting, get back to your line, get back to your line or I'll make you go back there. I quickly looked up and was rather shocked because it was very loud, he was very loud and I wondered what happened and I noticed that he was uh, right in front of the cashier uh, in the process of paying for his groceries, but he was very angry because the gentleman behind him was, I guess, initially he thought he got too close. And he just shouted at him and told him to get back, and he went on and said, look, look, you may not care about getting COVID-19, but I care, I care about my life, and so you get back there, or I'm going to make you get back there. And uh, at that moment, I thought, oh boy, uh, what can I do, Lord, to help prevent a fight here, uh, especially trying to keep six feet away from both of them. And I, I went up a little bit, I thought, what is the problem? Because when I looked at the gentleman that he was shouting at, he was actually standing on the line where he was supposed to be, um, now his toes were maybe over about three inches, but, um, but for the most part he was back there. Anyway, anyway, I really didn't know why the other gentleman got so angry. It might have been that he got closer. But the bottom line is, uh, the bottom line is that episode reminded me of the fact that there are a lot of people who are more angry than usual these days. And perhaps you've run into situations like that. Now, fortunately, fortunately, the situation subsided and, uh, and nothing more serious happened. But um, it truly was an outburst of anger that caused me to be very concerned and people all around kind of jumped. Um, I, uh, I, I know of a particular article recently that was written by someone who called it, surprisingly, the coronavirus has made me a rage monster. Well, uh, I don't know how it's been with you, but unfortunately, a lot of people have experienced more anger in recent uh, days and weeks during the coronavirus epidemic, uh, pandemic. So today, I want to talk with you on this very important theme of anger management. Anger management. The Bible has a lot to say about it and can really help us. And I just want to be open and honest with you. A lot of what I am about to share with you are, are ideas and truths, and the basic outline for this message actually came from another pastor, Pastor Rick Warren. A little while ago, uh, while I was just getting dressed in the morning, well, usually when, I, when I'm getting dressed in the morning, when I'm driving, I'm listening to other pastors uh, for my own spiritual edification. I'm listening to other pastors to get ideas and stories and so on. So I just really want to give credit to Pastor Rick Warren for the contents, uh, much of the content material in this message, and I want to acknowledge that. So in today's message, we 
want to discover from our Holy Bible and from practical experience how to reduce the level of anger in you, in me, in all of us. And I really believe the scripture can help us. If you've been feeling more angry and more irritable or hot-tempered, I want you to know that a lot of other people have been feeling the same way for, for many reasons. For some of you, unfortunately, being out of work, being isolated at home, caring for your children who are at home because the schools have had to be closed due to COVID and trying to prevent the spread of COVID-19 to boys and girls. Uh, also, daily hearing the pandemic news. That has probably made you more irritable, upset. Going to the grocery store, going to the grocery store and finding a huge lineup of people waiting to get into the store. So uh, sometimes maybe you've had to wait 30 to 45 minutes just, just to get in. Now, if, usually when, if, when I've seen lineups like that, I've said, okay, this is not the time for me to pick up groceries, all right? But uh, it has been easy for people to have to wait 30 to 45 minutes just to get into a grocery store. Then uh, when you finally get into the store, as has happened to me, when you finally do get in the store, you discover that the, um, that the uh, half, price, uh, half price butter special that you're looking forward to getting, that half price butter special is all sold out. The half price uh, beautiful steaks are all sold out. And um, some other specials that you thought this is a bargain, it'll be great, only to find that there just aren't any left. And, of course, all those kinds of things can just add to your frustration and sometimes to your anger. Then when you have finished your grocery shopping, sometimes you have to line up again to, to pay for the groceries, and then the cashier says, Oh, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but uh, you're only allowed to have two of those items and not four or not six, as sometimes happens. Um, you might say, well, there, there was no sign tell, telling us that there was a limit of two. And so you, 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 know, you just say, well, I, I'm sorry. I honestly didn't know that there was a limit. Uh, the, the accumulation of all those kinds of events and happenings have easily or could easily contribute to, to your frustration, mine, and to our anger levels, right? Well, I'm, uh, I'm hoping and praying that the truths in this message will help to reduce or even fully do away with your anger and mine. Typically, when we get angry, we go to one of two extremes, all right? We go to one of two extremes. We, we either blow up or we clam up. We become a mute and say nothing, or we become a maniac and explode. Pastor Rick says, we, we either stew or we spew. We either stew or we spew. All right. Now, some of us are like a skunk. Others of us are like a turtle. Others of us are like who knows what, but, but uh, in terms of a turtle and a skunk, think about this. 
when turtles get angry, they just pull into the shell, all right? They just kind of pull into the shell and they hide. When skunks get angry, what do they do? They stink up the whole place. I'm just kind of wondering, what are you? What, what are you? Are, are you a skunk? Or are you a turtle? In fact, in fact, just for the fun of it, why don't you give me a response, okay? Give me a response and, uh, and, and type in skunk or turtle, all right? Just, just type in skunk, skunk or turtle. I'll, I'll be just kind of interested to see how many people tell me they are more of a skunk and how many tell me they're, they're more of a turtle. This will be very interesting. And I know some of you are probably saying, well, sometimes I'm a skunk and sometimes I'm a turtle. But just to simplify, most of the times, what are you? Skunk or turtle? All right. I think you, you will be interested in the following research. Typically, men get angry more often than women. A woman will lose her temper about three times a week, while a man will lose his temper about six times a week. Now, to be honest with you, when I heard those uh, statistics, I was, uh, was kind of surprised. Six times a week, that, that seems like a lot to me. Uh, all the wonderful men that I know, I, I'm not aware of them losing their temper six times a week, and, uh, and hopefully my wife would say, well, that certainly isn't my husband. Uh, but anyway, you know, this is according to research that has been done uh, with, you know, trying to get people to give honest answers. Well, I do want to say congratulations to you women for doing much better than us men, because according to the research, you get angry three times a week, men six times, all right? At the same time, most of the men I know do not get angry six times a week. Uh, I just want to make sure the men in our church know that. All right? Women tend to get angry more at people, whereas men tend to get angry more at machines, such as a, a car that won't start, or a lawnmower that won't start, or a computer that <laughs> won't compute, that, that kind of thing. And as most of you probably know, men are more physical with their anger than women. Let's, um, let's see if this statistic surprises you. Single adults are inclined to get angry twice as often as married, as married adults. Did you hear that? Single adults are inclined to get angry twice as often as married adults. Now that, that statistic really surprises me. I'm just wondering why, why? Sometimes uh, when we cross paths, maybe you can give me your, your thoughts, your opinions on that. Does that surprise you? Our technical team here, does that surprise you? Well, all right. All right, well, as I've, I've said, kind of, men are more physical with their anger than, than women. 
Furthermore, you are more likely to express anger at home than anywhere else. During this pandemic, there has been a tendency to see a rise in anger in more homes. Please be aware that a successful marriage is not, is not one in which there is no anger. A successful marriage is one in which the husband and wife have learned how to manage their anger. When anger is managed, it produces great marriages, great friendships, great businesses, great athletes, and great leaders. That's a quote from Pastor Rick, and I thought that, that's wonderful. All right. How, how can you and I better manage our anger? How can we better manage? Here are some important principles of anger management. Step one. Step one. Realize the cost of uncontrolled anger. That's number one. Realize the cost of uncontrolled anger. That's the starting point. You are less likely to get angry if you remember that there's always a price tag for uncontrolled anger. It's very expensive. The Bible has a lot to say about this. Proverbs 29, 22. You can see the scripture on your screen. An angry person starts fights. A hot-tempered person commits all kinds of sin. Proverbs 15, 18. A hot-tempered person starts fights. A cool-tempered person stops them. Cool person, cool-tempered person stops them. Question. Do you start fights at home, at work, at school, with the neighbors? Or do you help stop them? Which is it? Proverbs 14, verse 29 says, People with understanding control their anger. A hot temper shows great foolishness. Sometimes people think a great temper shows manliness. No, the Bible says a hot temper shows great foolishness. You always lose when you lose your temper. Isn't that a good statement? You always lose when you lose your temper. You lose the respect of others. You lose the love of family members. You can lose your job. You can lose your health if you live with constant anger. All kinds of research, by the way, shows that anger is far worse on your body and on your heart than even anxiety or, or sorrow. It's even harder on your heart than extreme physical exertion. Did you know that? Nothing disintegrates your bones like anger. It really affects us. Anger also costs us in terms of relationships. It breaks relationships. Proverbs 15, 18, you see it on the screen, says, a hot-tempered person starts fights. Anyone starts fights is going to break relationships, right? Anger also hurts relationships between parents 
and children. Now here's a word to parents. When you are frustrated, it's very tempting to motivate your your children with anger. Why? Because it works. That's why. Because it works. There is a short-term payoff. In the long run, however, using anger creates three big problems, three big problems with children. Number one problem, it creates anger in the children themselves. Second problem, it creates apathy amongst our children. The third problem, it creates alienation. Using anger towards your children creates anger, apathy, and alienation. I'll be honest with you. When I was a kid, when my father got angry with us children, or whatever it was, I just didn't want to be around him. Anger creates alienation. Proverbs 11.29 says, The fool who provokes his family to anger and resentment will finally have nothing worthwhile left. That's from the Living Bible. Read it on your screen. In fact, read it out loud with me. The fool who promotes, who provokes his family to anger and resentment will finally have nothing worthwhile left. The cost of uncontrolled anger is sometimes very extreme. What do I mean? Well, here's one example. On Wednesday, May 13th of this year, CTV News reported on a 24-year-old woman who was killed. She was killed by her partner. It probably, most likely, started with anger. Anger can lead to terrible results. In fact, domestic violence has increased during the pandemic as more women have been forced to spend more time at home with their abusers. Now listen to this. This is heartbreaking. At least nine women in Canada have died as a result of domestic violence since the beginning of this April. That's only been about six weeks ago. At least, at least nine women, according to the reports, have died due to domestic violence in Canada since the beginning of April. Since the beginning of the pandemic, well, since the pandemic began, in fact, domestic violence has risen by as much as 30% in some areas of our country. What I'm saying is, anger can sometimes have extreme results, terrible results. Now, I'm probably going to uh, upset some men with what I am about to say. But if it will save some woman's life, it is worth it. Ladies, if you, if you are dating a man, or if you are engaged to a man who has a serious anger problem, get out. 
Get out of that relationship until you see that he has gotten help and victory over women. Don't stay in that relationship. Sometimes women will say, oh, well, once we're married, he'll get over his anger and it won't be so bad. No, no, no. Doesn't work that way, unfortunately. All right? If he's got a big anger problem before marriage, it's going to be even worse afterwards. So don't get fooled. Don't get fooled. Men, men, if you are dating a woman or if you are engaged to a woman who has a major anger problem. By the way, there are some women who have a major anger problem. All right? It's not just men. Men, if you're dating a lady who has a major anger problem, get out of that relationship until you see that she has received help and has victory over anger. Why? Because... In Canada, if a woman gets angry at you and she calls the police and she says, he pushed me, even though you didn't push her, she says, he pushed me, the police have no choice but to arrest you. They have no choice. This kind of law started some years ago because, unfortunately, because of serious domestic violence. Okay? So you could be arrested... And then you'll end up going through two to three years of court hearings and paying out thousands of dollars to lawyers. And in the end, it will boil down to he said, she said. And the only one who benefits are the lawyers. Okay. Step one in managing anger is realize the cost of uncontrolled anger. Realize the cost. By the way, sometimes when I'm in a situation where I feel I need to try to stop uh, a couple of people, a couple of men especially, from, from fighting, sometimes I've, I've, I've said, I guess, things like, listen, guys, this isn't worth it. You get in this fight, you're going to be in court for two to three years and waste thousands of dollars. Okay? All right. Number one, realize the cost of uncontrolled anger. Here's the second step that can help all of us. Number two, decide. Step number two is decide to manage your anger. Make a decision to manage it. This is a deliberate choice. You literally say to yourself, I'm tired. I'm tired of hurting other people and hurting myself with my anger. I am choosing, choosing to change with God's help. I'm making this decision. Stop saying you can't control your anger and start realizing that you can. You can. Stop making excuses. Accept responsibility for your reactions. No one is holding a gun to your head. You are choosing to let yourself get angry. You have a lot more control over your anger than you realize. Think about this. Have you ever been in a, in a loud, angry disagreement? Maybe with your wife, 
your husband, son or daughter at your home, and then the telephone rang. All right? The telephone rings. Maybe you've been, heat, you've been in this heated argument and you are all worked up. And the phone rings. Phone rings. You, you, pick, up, you pick up the phone and in a very nice, calm voice, you say, hello, hi. You were able to change your tone instantly. You change your tone. The person on the other line would never know that you were in this major argument with whichever family member it was. You change your tone. Why? Because you wanted to. You wanted to. You have to decide to change your anger. Proverbs 29, verse 11. You see it on the screen. Fools vent their anger, but the wise quietly hold it back. Or the Living Bible puts it this way. It says, A fool gives full vent to his anger, but a wise man keeps himself under control. A wise man keeps himself under control. Notice the words, notice the words, keeps himself under control. In other words, anger is controllable. When you let yourself get angry, you are choosing to do so. So the second step in anger management is, number two, decide to manage your anger. I want to invite you and I want to encourage you to make that choice, to make that decision, to manage your anger. That's step two. And remember, step one was realize the cost of anger. It's costly. Here is step three. All right? Here is step three. It is this. Think and reflect before reacting. Think and reflect before reacting. James 1, verses 19 and 20, reads as follows. Understand this. Why don't you read it with me from the screen? Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. What that verse, or what those verses are saying is, anger will not enable you to live the kind of life God wants you to live. Verse 20 says, anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. In James 1, 19 and 20, Jesus gives us, basically, those verses that we just read, James gives us three action steps as to how to, to think and reflect before reacting. In order to control your anger, James says first, he says, number one, be quick 
to listen. All right? Be quick to listen. Did you know that studies show that the quickest way to diffuse someone's anger is to calmly and quietly listen to them? Quietly and calmly listen to a person. That's it. Use your ears. Use your ears. Being listened to calms people down. When you don't feel you're being listened to, that just makes you more angry, doesn't it? I'm sure you've been there. When you are angry, don't talk first. Listen first. Listening calms you down, and it calms down the other person as well. Put this into practice, and you'll see how helpful it is. And sometime in the future, you'll say, Pastor Nick, I'm totally amazed how listening Listening diffuses so much anger. And that applies in the home, at work, at school, in church, wherever we find ourselves. And that applies while shopping, while doing groceries. Amen. Just before Mother's Day, I read a story called, it just kind of popped up on my phone. Uh, I don't know if that happens with you, but sometimes stories will just pop up on my phone. I wasn't even looking for them. But anyway, this story popped up on my phone uh, called, After Four Years of Silence, A Call to Mom on Mother's Day. It's about a son's attempt at mending a rift, mending a a big rift with his mother. And here's what this, this son said. He said, quote, After growing up in a household in which feelings other than anger were rarely shared, just being heard was cathartic. Cathartic. C-A-T-H-A-R-T-I-C. Just being heard was cathartic. End of quote from this gentleman. Now, cathartic means, uh, I looked it up, some of you know what it means, some of you are not so familiar. Cathartic means providing psychological relief through the open expression of emotions, causing catharsis. Uh, By the way, catharsis traces its background to the Greek word katharine, which means to cleanse. It means to cleanse or, or purge. And by the way, Catharsis originally came into the English language as a medical term having to do with purging the body, purging the body, and especially purging the bowels of unwanted material. So, listening listening helps to cleanse or purge a person's anger. All right? That's what it boils down to. When people feel listened to, It reduces their frustration. It eases their hurt. Now, the second way James says, um, or the second thing James says before reacting is this. He says, secondly, be slow to speak. All right? You can see the little note there on on, uh, the screen. Be slow to speak. 
Why does James say that? Be slow to speak. Because anger control is basically a matter of mouth control. It's, it's mouth control. Your, you tame your tongue, or you tame your temper, by taming your tongue. You tame your temper by taming your tongue. Anger management starts with watching our words. To learn how to control your anger, you must learn how to muzzle your mouth. Can you muzzle your mouth? Are you good at it? But you're going to get better at it too, right? Let it be so, Lord. Proverbs 29, verse 11 says, Fools vent their anger, but the wise quietly hold it back. Hold it back. Thomas Jefferson, who was the second president in the United States, used to say this. Maybe you've seen this quotation different places. I've seen it uh, occasionally. But uh, Mr. Jefferson used to say this. He said, When you are angry count to ten. If you are really angry, count to a hundred. Good advice. Good advice. Why? Because delay tends to calm you down. De delay tends to calm you down. If you say something to me today which really gets me upset, really gets me angry, usually by tomorrow I'm not very angry about it. Why? Because time and delay normally reduces our anger. It just does. James says, number one, be quick to listen. Number two, be slow to speak. If we do that, then the next part, the third part of the verse be slow to get angry will be automatic. It'll come naturally. It will. Trust me. Well, more importantly, trust God's Word. It's God's Word that tells us that. I want you to notice how in James 1.19, it says twice, twice, it says, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Why repeat the word slow? Why repeat it? Because James is trying to get us to delay our response. Delay is a great remedy to anger. Again, I can speak from personal experience. Sometimes someone has said something or done something that's got me very upset, and uh, fortunately I haven't reacted. I remain calm. Not always, but usually. And then the, the, the next day, the thing that really made me upset, the next day it's like, oh well, it's okay. Move on. Let's not be upset about it. Okay? Delay is a great remedy to anger. So, what do you do during that delay? Well, you analyze and try to understand your anger. Try to understand. Proverbs 19, verse 11 says, <laughs> this is beautiful, 
Okay? Look, look, look at the verse. Look at the verse. Sensible people control their temper. They earn respect by overlooking wrongs. Isn't that good? Are you sensible? Sensible people control their temper. The more you understand your anger, the more understanding you will be of other people. Pastor Rick Warren says, he says, the more I understand my spouse's anger, the more I'll understand my spouse. The more I understand my child's anger, the more understanding I'll be of my child. The more I understand my coworker's anger or my neighbor's anger, the more understanding I'll be of them. That's good truth. When you are angry, ask yourself these three questions. Number one, ask yourself, why am I angry? Question number two, what do I really want? Because something, something is being frustrated here. Something is frustrating me. Something is upsetting me. Well, what is it that I really want? Question number three, how can I get what I want? How can I get what I want? Blowing up is usually not the way to get what you want. All right? Blowing up is not the way to get what you want. It's a simple fact. If you reflect before you react, you can often determine the root cause of your anger. Typically, the root cause of anger is, is one, of, one of three things. One of three things. Number one, sometimes it's hurt. Number two, it's frustration. Or number three, it's fear. It's fear. Uh, if you get hurt physically or emotionally, it often causes anger in us, in you, in me, right? Frustration causes anger. When you are forced, for instance, you're forced to wait to get into a grocery store, as been, has been happening to the, during the COVID crisis, you know, when you have to wait because they don't want to have too many people in the grocery store at one time, uh, and then you have to go through the cashier and you're forced to wait again. Uh, and oftentimes you have to wait at the bank machine or in the bank. Uh, it, it can be frustrating. It can lead to anger. If you see someone trying to butt in line, it can upset you. I remember waiting in line one day at an airport to check my luggage. To check my luggage. When a fellow walked past us and tried to to go ahead of everybody, another guy ahead of us wanted to go and punch him out. He wanted to punch him out because he was already frustrated over the fact that we were already waiting in line for an hour. And here he saw this guy basically moving, trying to get to the front line. Frustration causes anger, doesn't it? A third cause of anger is often fear. F-E-A-R, fear when we feel threatened, attacked, or afraid, we get angry. Anger and insecurity go together. The more insecure I feel, 
the more angry I will be. Right? When we are trying to be quick to listen and slow to speak, try to keep in mind a verse like Psalm 141, verse, verse 3, which says this. It says, Take control of what I say, O Lord, and guard my lips. Take control of what I say, O Lord, and guard my lips. Can I kindly challenge, I want to challenge all of you who are on, on church boards, Sunday school boards, school committees, condominium boards, committees and companies. I want to challenge all of us to really try to remember Psalm 141, verse 3, which says, Take control of what I say, O Lord, and guard my lips. I've been on a lot of boards. I've attended a lot of committees and boards over the years. And I'll tell you, there's a real need for people to practice this verse. Take control of what I say, O Lord, and guard my lips. I say that because I have found over the years that on various boards and committees, people often, often say unnecessary things which cause undeserved hurt in others and often cause anger. Often cause anger. And that's the simple truth. And it doesn't have to happen. So, all of you who are, all, are, who are on all kinds of boards and committees, in church, out of church, give attention to a Bible verse like that. Take it seriously. Live it out for God's glory. By the way, by the way, do you know what is the number one cause of reacting before you think and reflect? Do you know what is the number one cause? It is alcohol. It is alcohol. Alcohol leads to many problems. And I'm very thankful and I'm delighted to say that in the Church of the Nazarene, we believe in total abstinence, avoiding all forms of alcohol. It's for everyone's greater benefit. I believe that wholeheartedly. Proverbs 20, verse 1 says, Drinking too much makes you loud and foolish. It's stupid to get drunk. Sometimes people think it's fun or great to be drunk. The Bible says it's stupid to get drunk. If you drink alcohol, you don't think straight. Stop drinking alcohol. Great advice. It will prevent a lot of unnecessary anger, by the way. All right. All right. As we wind up, let's just briefly review. Step one. Realize the cost of anger. Here, here are the, the three truths I've basically shared with you today, how, how to manage anger, how to, how to better prevent it, to be victorious over it. Okay? Step one, realize the cost of anger. It's not worth it. It causes a lot of trouble, hurt, pain, financial loss. Step number two, 
Decide to manage your anger. You've got to make that choice. Make the decision. Stop saying, I can't control my anger, and start saying, with God's help, I can control my anger. You can. You can. Men and women. Teenagers and children. Step three. Step three. Think and reflect before reacting. Think and reflect before reacting. And in that process, remember, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Two weeks, well, let me just say in the near future, in the near future, from today, we are going to go into part two of this message. We're going to go into part two, and I want to share more helpful truth with you that will hopefully assist all of us in preventing anger. Next Sunday, a week from today, is Pentecost Sunday, and our focus will be on the Holy Spirit. So, this following Sunday, we will focus on Pentecost and the Holy Spirit. But in the near future, I want to share with you part two in this series on anger management. I want to pray with you now. I'm going to keep my eyes open as I pray. But I just want all of us to take this whole issue of uh, improving developing in this area of anger management. Let me pray. Dear God, thank you for loving us. Thank you, Lord, for caring about each man, woman, teenager, and child. And Lord, I, I pray that through your grace and mercy and power and through your Holy Spirit, you would help all of us to better control our anger, to better manage our anger. Help us, Lord. Help us to put into practice the truths that we have learned from the different Bible verses, from the scriptures that we have, we have shared in this message. I understand, dear Lord, that none of us is perfect. But Lord, we know how costly anger can be, the terrible things that it causes people to do, from mild problems to very major problems and including death. Lord, help us, help all of us to control. And Lord, we know that we need your help and we need your Holy Spirit to help us to help us in this anger management issue. Lord, I pray that whoever has not, has not as yet given their hearts, their lives to you through faith and trust in Jesus, I pray that you would inspire them to give their lives to you and to say, Lord, take control. Take control and be the master control agent in my life, the one who masterfully controls the whole issue of anger 
and gives me victory over it. Gives me victory today, tomorrow, and in the tomorrows to come. Let it be so. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's service. And as we close these moments together, Proverbs 15, verse 28 says, The heart of the godly thinks carefully before speaking. The heart of the godly thinks carefully before speaking. Let's, throughout this week, think carefully before speaking, whether it's at home, at work, in the grocery store, wherever we find ourselves. God loves you. We love you. Let's love one another and thank you for the good news that you and I can have forgiveness of sins through faith and trust in Jesus Christ and we can be adopted into his family and know that our eternal home is in heaven with Jesus our Lord. Blessings on you. If we can be of any help to you and your family, please, please phone us or send us an email. You can get the information from our Rosewood Church of the Nazarene website. Just go to rosewoodchurch.ca. Praise God. Amen.